Hello everyone, welcome back to the Age Gap Podcast. My name's Kate, and today I have with me Victor, and we're going to be talking about all the travels that he did during his gap year. So yeah, let's get started. Okay, you want to introduce yourself? Okay, hi. Um... My name is Victor, I'm 19 years old and I'm from Hamburg in Germany, where I was born and raised. And I did gap year after high school and before coming to Sionspo. Okay, so to start, do you want to give us some background on like what kind of high school that you went to? Like what was the context before you were leaving when you decided that you wanted to go to Sionspo? Stuff like that. Okay, so I went to a public high school that had like a different approach to teaching. So it was sort of like revolutionary. And it also like won awards for it because we didn't learn like a lot of facts, but much rather like approaches to how to understand and analyze things. And um, it was really free. The approach to learning was really free. We were supported in like both academic approaches, but also in personal matters. So I could always go to my teacher and talk to him about like everything that was going on. And they would always try to find solutions. Uh, so... Sciences Po, like with the workload, was kind of like a new thing, and I didn't even know about it before. I applied, which was like in the last two days I finished my application. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you apply during your senior year of high school no, or during your gap year? During my okay. gap year, because I also just found out about Sciences Po during okay. my gap year. Um. So, what was the context of your decision to do a gap year? Did you when did you decide that you wanted to do it? What was people's reaction? Oh, okay. So actually, I always wanted to go to law school right away after high school. But in my last, in my senior year of high school, I had this um, scholar, early bird scholarship. So I went to some law classes at university and I realized, okay, this is not for me. It's just too <laughs> narrow, especially in Germany. You study five years of law right away at law school. It's very intense, um, 50% drop out. And to get a good grade, I think only like 8% of the people get a grade that's above like two-thirds of the Mm -hmm. the maximum. So almost no one has like 100%. That's practically impossible. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, no, that's too much. And then I realized that just like in the last semester of my high school time. And then I was, okay, what I'm going to do now? I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I just didn't apply to universities. And I just thought, okay, let's see where this is going. What was the reaction of like your parents, friends, teachers when you said that you wanted to take a gap year? Oh, so I think a gap year is culturally a very common thing in Germany. So of course, there are a lot of people who go to university right away and have everything laid out. But I would say also where I'm coming from, it's very much uh, supported to just go out and see what you want to do and find your thing. So uh, many of my friends don't have don't work right now, I don't go to university, but they try out different stuff, they're traveling or having like minimal wage jobs or doing music or all of that. And of course you have to have the resources to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's um kind of a thing. So my parents were very supportive of it. Of course they wanted me to go to university, but they said, okay, you can take a year or two mm-hmm. to figure everything out. My friends didn't even question it. They were mm-hmm. like, okay, sure, everyone <laughs> does it. Um, teachers as well. They even like told me that I should take some time off before going to university. Uh, yeah, so everyone was very nice. supportive. And you think that reaction was like partly from the context of what your school was like with this like revolutionary type of teaching, or just like a German thing that it's normal? 
So I don't know if I can speak for all of Germany, but mm -hmm. I come from a from a neighborhood in a relatively politically liberal city, and my neighborhood is also relatively liberal. My school, yeah. so I think it was the whole environment, yeah. like my whole bubble. Um, but outside of that, I would say that in general, it's also kind of like a German thing. Mm -hmm. I, I can't tell, say for like yeah. all of Germany, but in general, yeah. Now you can tell us about your year, <laughs> like play by play, what happened. <laughs> Uh, okay, so as I said, uh, when I decided not to go to law school, I really did not know what to do. So I was just, I got, off, got out of high school, it was summer, and I was like, okay, now I'm just going to enjoy myself. And I very much enjoyed myself, had a great time with my friends. Um, and then before the summer was over, I went for an interior trip with my girlfriend. So we had planned all along before doing something specific. Also, if I had gone to university, I would still have done this interrupt trip um, to travel Europe for two months mm -hmm. because interrail is such a fucking amazing thing. You can travel so cheaply, go yeah. to so many different places and just gain some experiences. So we started off traveling. Um, we went from Berlin on a very shitty overnight ride without like a bed, but just like a seat for 14 mm -hmm. hours to Budapest. Um, because we wanted to see more like of Eastern Europe because I don't know, it's, I think it's an underrated part of Europe. Everyone mm -hmm. always wants to go to mm -hmm. France or Spain or Italy or whatever. So mm -hmm. we went there. It was really cool. We had a great time. So we went uh, from, from Budapest to Maribor in Slovenia, uh, then down south to Croatia where we spent like more than two weeks, I think, because it's really beautiful everyone listening you should go to Croatia yeah, I've heard that. uh sailing there is amazing and the, the islands is so crazy and it's so cheap so you can have a really good time and like in that time of traveling I had already kind of realized okay I want to have more of that I don't want to like settle for university like in, for the next semester or whatever so I'm gonna take more time off and yeah we just we just kept traveling we went to Italy and we did all the cool things that I always wanted to explore in depth. So we went to, uh, I'm very much into culture, so we went to Florence, Venice, Pisa. What I love about the Gap, you have a lot of freedom, right? So I just saw, okay, my favorite band is coming to you, but it's in Krakow in Poland, which was like 18 hours away mm -hmm. from, from Florence, like by train. But I was like, okay, fuck it, I'm just going to go there. I just went there for two days just for the concert, had a great time, came back to Florence to keep on traveling. Mm -hmm. And so that was like also one of the first moments I realized, okay, now I'm not in school. I I don't have any like anything that keeps me from just doing whatever I want. So yeah. that, was a, that was a really great moment to, to just see this group, this band that I've always wanted to see, but I never could because they would always play when I had school. Yeah. So that was uh, great. What band was it? <laughs> the, the name is kind of <laughs> fucked up. It's called City Morgue. Okay. It's from, from New York. A okay. metal duo. Very, uh, yeah, very great music. Very great music. Just because of the mosh pit was worth And I met actually like really cool people. It's a very safe space and environment. So that was cool. Nice. And yeah, no, then kept on traveling to Vienna, where we stayed with a law professor. Like for constitutional law, Gretchen's gonna love him. <laughs> she probably knows him. So, uh, and he's, he was he was really interesting because his whole apartment was pretty much like a library. Yeah. And he also had like the original Leviathan, by Hobbes. Like that was That's fucking crazy. amazing to see. And so I had a lot of interesting talks about like law, constitutional law, and political 
sciences because I've always been interested in that. But ever since I realized, okay, I don't want to just do German law, um, I kind of looked for something else. And we just talked a lot to him about like political sciences, law, international relations. And then I kind of had the idea, he gave me like the idea of looking towards something, or forward something more multidisciplinary. <clears throat> so um, he said I should look for political sciences, but some also something law related because that will always be helpful if you have that kind of thing. Uh, he she did something similar. He said like law in Germany, but then some philosophical thing abroad. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, so that was like the first time that I I kind of had like a better understanding of what I would want to do, mm-hmm. just because of the traveling and the person yeah, that I met yeah. during traveling. And how did you guys end up staying with him? Uh, so he's a friend of my girlfriend's family. Okay. And he he gave us his apartment because he was actually in Paris, like a, on a, okay. on some conference. But then we just had met him like two or three times. Yeah, yeah. He's a very cool guy. And we just finished our trip in Paris. Mm-hmm. The first time for me being in France, that was really cool. And I kind of like, in that moment, I was like, oh, okay, I love Paris cool. Uh, which probably also influenced me into looking at university that was in France. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. No, then I came back in October and I was so screwed. Like I fell into this dark hole because Mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't have structure, I didn't have a job, I didn't have like school, I didn't have university and like summer was just over and And this time of year, what point of COVID is this? Because this is during 2021. So, um, I can't really tell. I think oh, you still had to wear masks and everything. And, like, yeah. clubs were just limited, uh, like, yeah. open, limited, basically. Yeah. But um, I've always had my people to hang out with, like, during COVID. Yeah. So it didn't really matter to me. Yeah. And, yeah, I just always had yeah. a decent yeah. time. But I I don't know I think that hasn't been much of an important part. For my during my gap year COVID like, to me it seems like it hasn't like it stopped existing half a year ago. Yeah, yeah, I get that because it's the this time of year was when we were starting university here and it also wasn't really that big of a thing for people that took my gap years out of the two A's. It was like the peak COVID, like mm. my gap year started at like peak COVID mm. because of, partly because of COVID. So it's nice to know like. The reference points. Yeah, I know. The clubs, I, I remember I came back and we wanted to go clubbing, but then all of a sudden, it, like, they shut down again. Yeah. So that was kind of like a thing. Yeah, and Phoebe was saying that she was in France and it got much more strict in the Netherlands when she was in France, so. Yeah. I, I think, like, every every country had, like, very, very different yeah, regulations. I, I, so so. I was always kind of surprised. So I went, like, during my gap year, I also went to Copenhagen. I was like, mm-hmm. no one gave a shit. Well, it was, like, peak season oh, generally. Yeah. So I don't know, they're in December. But, you know, like, it was interesting. And I know some people, like, utilized their gap year travels to basically run away from COVID. Like, especially all my <laughs> friends that were taking a gap year went to the Caribbean where nobody had any rules. Or, like, I went to South Africa where in the middle of a village where no one had any rules. But, Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, absolutely. Though I think there was also a part, so what I was talking about, like, later in, in, the, yeah. so in Southeast Asia, no one gave a fuck. Like, yeah. the, the next is like, I remember before leaving, it was kind of like a still thing again in Germany, like in, in March or something. And then 
coming to Southeast Asia was just like no more masks, nowhere. Like, I don't know, yeah, it was cool. Crazy. You had no structure when you came back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went to a hole. Mm. <coughs> I think that was like, in the moment I had a really like rough time for me personally because I just didn't have a reason to get up and I would just get up at like 10 or 11, which I never do. I always get up early and that really messed with my head a lot because um, it also didn't have like a clue on where I want to go to university or anything. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a job. I was too lazy to find a job because I was still living off of my savings. Mm-hmm. And so I spent like a month or two just doing nothing. And in the end, so in that time, I, I was feeling miserable about it. But afterwards, I can kind of appreciate it because I think I learned a lot about how it is not to have any responsibilities and have too much freedom. And I realized, for example, that I am not the person to have too much freedom. I can't just live in the day like for a week. Yes, cool. Like on vacation. Great. But not like for life. Mm -hmm. That was actually kind of. Good lesson, I would say, because I also spent so much money that I should have could have invested somewhere else. I also realized not to waste my money on just going for coffees every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I started looking for jobs because I thought, okay, I want to make money again because I we had this idea with my girlfriend to travel again, mm-hmm. but abroad, like not Europe, but to go to a different continent and mm-hmm. backpack for at least three months. Mm-hmm. And so I got a job as. Um, grocery delivery man because they pay very well in the beginning i started i ever since i was like 16 or 15 i started uh, i worked at um auction house for for art and i did that job again so that was really great because i've always loved art and i had a lot of time then to go all over germany and uh help with exhibitions and that's super cool um I had a really great time there, which I could just do because it was in my gap year. So I really appreciate that as well. I met like a lot of cool people that worked with art, obviously made mm-hmm. very good money for, for traveling. And then I, because I've also always been kind of interested in, in like economical questions. Um, I wanted to do like an internship that was a proper internship, not just to make money, but that also was interesting. So... Mm-hmm. I had this friend that used to work at a like consulting startup that had like a sustainability focus. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of like applied in January after this dark time, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they took me and that was really great because I could like start, had three jobs. So I had like a lot of structure again. I had a yeah. lot of responsibility, which I kind of liked. And I got into the sustainable sustainability consulting thing that was not as interesting as I, as I thought it would be, mm-hmm. but just because the, the work environment was like really bad. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the people and I felt like I was treated very poorly. Mm-hmm. What did the day-to-day look like for that internship? So that, that, that's kind of the issue. They didn't have like a day-to-day structure, mm-hmm. but they would rather would like randomly hit me up and be like, okay, so this has to be done in like four hours. So there was also kind of like a shady contract thing. Yeah. And they would just give me like the most ridiculous tasks and they pay very badly. And so I just had structure through my two other jobs. Mm-hmm. And that job was like, looks good on the CV and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting what we did, but the things that I did were like really bad. And I didn't learn much about like good consulting and stuff, but much rather about 
toxic work environments yeah. and I definitely not want to do that in my future and mm-hmm. what to look out for. So when the application interview doesn't really mention pay or like a strict contract or says that I shouldn't say anything in some certain context, then I'm okay, there's like a red flag for me in the future. So that, even though that was also kind of like a bad experience, I realized, okay, this is what I don't want. That was cool part of my gap year, this mm-hmm. realization. Thank you everyone for listening so far and we're going to hear the second part of Victor's gap year journey next week in the part two of this episode. So look forward to that. Thank you for listening today and we'll see you soon.